Hello, Breakthrough listeners. This is Erwin, host of the November 9th Wealth Hacker Conference in Toronto with keynote by Mr. 10X himself, Grant Cardone. If you're serious about creating multiple streams of income to get freedom from your job, support your kids through school, we will be hosting an all-day masterclass for beginner to professional investors to get on the fastest path to achieving your goals. For more details, go to wealthhacker.ca and your special discount code is BREAKTHROUGH. Again, that's wealthhacker.ca for details, discount code BREAKTHROUGH. Sandy and Rob already have their tickets and we will see you all there. Hi, this is Dion Beg from Butler Mortgage. We're currently ranked the number one mortgage brokerage in Ontario and number two in Canada. And much of our success is due to the fact that we help clients acquire multiple investment properties. If you'd like to talk with a mortgage advisor who specializes in investment property, you can reach me at 888-684-8326. To learn more about what's going on in the world of investment property financing, check out episode 23 of the Breakthrough Podcast, where I discuss the topic with Robin Sandy. Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast, Episode 93. Hello, and welcome to the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. We put this show together to inspire you and help you break through to the life that you want to live through the power of real estate investing. My name is Rob Brake, and here with me again is MRN, Mr. Sandy McKay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Rob. How's, uh, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? I am awesome. Awesome. Why are you awesome? <clears throat> Why am I awesome? It's July yeah. in Canada. Um, weather's good. You know, we got a couple months to savor that and enjoy it. And uh, and we're here again talking real estate, so that's always fun. A couple great guests on uh, on standby here, ready to roll. And yeah, uh, what else? Nothing to complain about. Well, that's good. Um, everyone who's listening should go over to our website, breakthroughreipodcast.ca, and there you can sign up for our information and our emails, and you will receive all of our updates and notifications when the shows come out, events that we have on the go, all kinds of stuff. So get over there and sign up for our uh, list, as well as you can go and see all the information on the past guests that we've had there. You can click on their episodes and leave comments or get their info. If you want to reach out and talk to some of our great guests, like the ones we have on today, you can find all their information in the show notes over at our website, breakthroughreipodcast.ca. What else, Sandy? Well, they can pick up our free report there too, the ultimate strategy for building wealth through real estate. So they'll get that for free and they'll get, uh, yeah, updates on everything we're doing and every episode as they come out. So that's right. I almost forgot about that. that. Yeah. yeah. We don't want to forget about that. That's valuable stuff. They can learn a lot with that. 100%. Yeah, they can. What and else? Um, what else? I don't know. What else? Did, did we talk about anything new on iTunes going on? Not yet. <laughs> no? Okay. No? You can talk about that if you want to. Well, we got, of course, things to check us out on iTunes. Leave us a review. Uh, always appreciate those. I think we have, I don't know, hundreds of reviews at this point. And uh, that's really helped us attract some great guests, attract uh, some great listeners. And we'd love to hear your feedback. Even after, what are we, five and a half years into this? We'd, uh, we're still reading every single, every single uh, review or, or uh, note that goes on there about the show. And we'd love to hear more. 
Yeah, there hasn't been any in a while, but right now we've got 240 ratings, uh, 214 five stars, and the rest in the various uh, other slots there. But um, there hasn't been one since May. So everybody, come on, get out, get over there, give us a review, let us know what you think. So I think that's it, man. I don't want to talk uh, too much. We've got ongoing pro- pro- uh, projects. You've got ongoing projects. Um, they're all going good. And, you know, there's hiccups, but we get over them and we'll talk to our guests about how they do the same. No hiccups. Come on. Everything's smooth. Well, I have some hiccups. Real estate's easy. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> no hiccups on your end. Uh, nothing more than the usual, let's say. There's always, 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 uh, always some things. You know what? Let's, hear, let's see what you got. Go ahead. Let's see what you got. Ooh. You know what? A lot of stuff, uh, ongoing... Oh, we lost them. I don't know. We lost you. Sorry, I got to. Sorry, did he lose me there for a sec? Yeah, we did. We didn't hear anything about your uh, your hiccups. <laughs> so hiccups, yeah, ongoing, you know, city stuff, I guess, would be the biggest thing and, and having to. You know when you do something with the city and they they tell you what they want it this way and then halfway through they want it a different way, and yeah. uh, that's always an ongoing battle. It's fun and uh, and some things to overcome. Um, learn over time, obviously, right? And you you learn how to navigate that. Um, I always find that's challenging for newer people, just to you know it's kind of left in awe of why you know why someone one person would tell you to do it this way and then the next one tells you no we need it this way but then you might do it the way the original guy said yeah the biggest thing is in to that keep all. cool in those situations right there's because it does you absolutely no good whatsoever to 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 lose it and say what you know one person told me this and now you're telling me that you just got to nod and uh and do what the do what the the one the current one is telling you and that's tough. That's a lesson right there. It's tough. It's one of those things where you, you learn how to get through it quicker as you go. And then um, it's part of the, you know, you have to ha- have a little hiccups here and there and some failures to make it all worthwhile. Otherwise, everyone would do it and it would be easy money. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing that, Sandy. Today, we are very happy to have Melanie and Dave Dupuy on the show. Dupuy, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they're going to share with us the way that they structured their deals, including how they pay zero down and actually receive checks when purchasing rental properties. So welcome, guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. And uh, yeah, welcome. And uh, Melanie and Dave, their experience, successful self-taught real estate investors, uh, take the multifamily by storm in beautiful North Bay, Ontario. And uh Together, they've founded Dupuis Properties and put their business plan into action. Uh, their ultimate goal was to expand and grow the real estate portfolio to a point where their investments became prosperous enough for Melanie to leave her full-time employment. And she was actually able to do that before turning 40. So really exciting there. And their best year to date was when they impressively acquired 12 properties in less than 12 months. And uh, now they own just under 100 doors. They published a, a book this year, which has already become a number one best-selling book on Amazon and the book is entitled real estate investing secrets a no BS guide to creating wealth and freedom so I'm sure we'll get into more about all that uh, through the show here and again really excited to have you guys here on the show thanks very for impressive here. thanks guys thanks for being here thanks for the intro <laughs> 
the uh, North Bay. Why don't, we, why, don't we, why don't we tell people where North Bay is? Because I know we got listeners uh, across the country that might not have heard of North Bay. Yeah, absolutely. So everyone knows Toronto. So we're about, uh, you know, three, three and a half hours north of Toronto. Um, they just built a beautiful four-lane highway. So we're, we're just a hop skipping away from Toronto now. No traffic jams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> <laughs> Was there traffic jams? Why did they build a four-lane highway? Sounds uh, excessive. Yeah, just just ease. It's just Toronto used to be a four-hour plus trip, and now with the four lanes, it's just beautiful, right? You go to Toronto, no problem. Go see a Jays game, and go see the Leafs, go see the Raptors. So anyway, I'm super happy about it. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice. How many people live in North Bay? What's the population there? Fifty-two-ish. Uh, uh, in the city itself, and then there's surrounding. I think it's like 60 or 70 with the surrounding area. Don't quote me on that. I, anyway, I know <laughs> I know North Bay's 52. That's pretty much it. Okay. Well, tell us a little bit about yourselves and how you got started in real estate investing. Sure. Um, so when Dave and I met, we both already had a passion for real estate. I had purchased two rental properties, two uh, duplexes. Dave had um, the one as well, and then we decided to to continue to grow so we we made some short-term sacrifices um we sold the brand new vehicle that i had just purchased um so that way the the banks would love our numbers more uh and then we we just started to really um invest more so we slowly grew from there our best year is when we we uh purchased 12 in in 12 months uh once we decided the uh the secret or the magic of uh, creative financing Great. And we're going to hear more about that. So, um, and what about your family? What about your social life? That kind of thing. What do you guys like to do? Well, we love, <laughs> we love real estate. So a lot of time, a lot of what we do is real estate. Uh, we're always listening to podcasts or, uh, or learning more about it. We have three kids, a busy family life as well with them, of course, with, with their sports and activities. Um, we enjoy the, we have a pool to so enjoy the pool and the sunshine and, and uh, now that it's summer, yeah, you can enjoy it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. I just moved and I lost my pool. So now my wife is saying maybe we should start pricing them again. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, okay, great, great. Um, okay. So that's like a little bit how you got started. So once you got together, then where did it go from there? Um, just, the, you know, on a, on a, break it down sort of scale before the, the year where you guys did the 12. Yeah. You, know, you, you met each other and then what was the plan from there? So like, like Mel was saying, we've always loved real estate. I remember reading a real estate book in high school and just thinking, you know, looking up and seeing people that had money and all that, it seemed to always come down, you know, they always had real estate somehow. Um, so we did the typical, you know, buy a place, get the rents up, refinance it, take that, buy another place, you know, borrow money from someone. Uh, so that, that kind of got us to, I think about eight, eight or so buildings. And then after that, uh, five, five to eight, I forget now, but yeah, after that, it kind of, we just hit a roadblock once again. Um, and that's when we, people kept talking about creative financing and different, you know, buzzwords. And um, the turning point was kind of, uh, you know, reading, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And then the kind of, the light switch literally <laughs> turned on and, oh, you know, I can use different avenues. So that, that was kind of the big turning point. And that's, that's where we became, you know, the 12 and 12. Okay. Well, we're pretty excited to hear about that. So <laughs> what, uh, so you guys find great properties. How, how do you, what do you look for in a good building? Let's start with that. 
Sure. Well, I guess the first thing is that we look at a lot of a building. So it's certainly not, you know, just looking at a one or two. We're always assessing buildings. We're always crunching numbers. Um, you need to make sure that you know that the numbers make sense. So it's first of all, for us, it's more about the numbers over what the building looks like. Um, we are for sure always multifamily. We have a few houses, but overall, our strategy is multifamily residences. It just uh, number wise, it makes sense. If you have a house and there's a vacancy, you're 100% vacant. If you have a 10 plex and there's vacancy, you're 90% full. Um, so that makes sense um, to us for, yeah. for multifamily. Uh, and, and just, we always find, like Mel was saying, like we, we're get, we look at deals all the time. We don't put our eggs in one basket. So constantly looking at buildings and then getting to know the market, getting to know, you know, we always buy something that cash flows. Um, I shouldn't say always, sorry. We buy buildings that cash flow from day one. Our bread and butter is really the underperforming ones. So, uh, you know, find the building, it's already making money, go in, clean it up, TLC, a little bit of cosmetic, you know, different things like that, get the rents up and then refinance it and you've got money to, to do it again. So that's kind of our bread and butter. Um, but yeah, they, and when I say always cash flow, because sometimes you find those bank repos where they're vacant, right? So obviously there is no cash flow from day one, but uh, generally, yeah, we want some of the cash flows from day one and that's underperforming. Mm -hmm. So you said you get the rents up. How, uh, take us through that. Do you find a creative way to, you know, get them, get them to vacate so you can fix it up or what, what's, what, how do you do that? It depends on the situation. Sometimes, um, sometimes they do, they are already vacant because um, if it's a bank repo, for example, um, sometimes it's just as, I mean, as we know, of course, we can't just kick out anyone um, and we follow, we're, we're big rule followers. So we make sure to always, you know, do that. But um, if, if or when somebody does move, if there's potential, if, if the unit has old shaggy green carpet, and old paint, then absolutely we'll send our crew in. Um, we'll give it a facelift, new flooring, new paint, new windows, make it more attractive. And then um, we'll be able to, from there, get a better tenant likely and a better uh, higher rent as well. Yeah. And the other thing too is sometimes we buy buildings, they're not fire retrofit. So, we'll, you know, obviously we do that. Um, we jump through all the legal hoops. So that way, you know, sometimes when people are, it could be parents that are coming down with their kids for school love that it's legal with the city fire retrofit um another way that we do it is we work with the tenants right so we we've got a big marketing um uh, sorry presence in north base we market a lot you know uh ads on the radio saying you know we want to buy your building ads on the radio saying we're pet friendly billboards for property management billboards for all sorts of stuff so the the presence that we have marketing is very important so that that allows us to demand a higher rent because we, you know, people know us and want to rent from us. Um, the other thing too is with the tenants, because we have lots of units, we can say, Hey, you know, we buy a building guys, you seem like good tenants. Why don't we move you somewhere else so that we can refurbish this unit and, you know, rehab it. So that's something that's worked. Sometimes it's been, Hey, let's make a deal. I'll, I'll upgrade your, I'll update your unit, but then, you know, rent has to be X amount of dollars after to justify the renos. We've done it where, hey, what if we give you first and last back, you know, and then, so it's just honestly very creative. We, we've done it different ways, but it's always been legal. Uh, as long as we, we, when we put our head at, uh, on the pillow at night, we can rest assured that we did it legally, but there's so many ways to kind of work with the tenants to make them part of the solution, right? And, and they love that. Okay. So what does the portfolio look like now then? So now we own just under a hundred doors. 
um, that we own ourselves. We also do property management. So um, we have um, we have about ten um, buildings that we that we manage right now. Um, and uh, our goal is to continue to grow. So we're we're all about ten xing. So we want to ten x that. So we want to have a hundred doors or a thousand um, doors of our own. And um, we want to manage 100 doors as well. And of course, we're not doing it alone. We have a we have a great crew that um, helps us achieve all these goals. Yeah, and the portfolio. So we have our biggest building that we currently own is 17 units, okay. uh, and then we have single family dwellings. So kind of any, anything in between as well. You know, triplexes, fourplex, six, eight. So it's just kind of different. Uh, yeah. So that's what our portfolio. We own or we manage another building that's 22 units. So kind of single family dwellings to multi multifamily. Um, so yeah, kind of everything. <laughs> and that all be, is that all in North Bay then? Correct. All in North Bay. Very good. And at least for now, we're always open to different areas, but we have been focusing primarily in North Bay um, for now. For the time being. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And is it, is it ever running any challenges with finding like it's uh, not a, a huge city necessarily, but there's, I guess there's, just enough to be able to accomplish your goals and that there for now, or do you ever have any challenges finding inventory? Like you said, for now, um, finding inventory so far, no, uh, we seem to be in that kind of that sweet spot where there's a lot of people that are at the tail end of their, you know, real estate investing career. Um, their family doesn't want to take it over. So they, they're looking at kind of, uh, liquidating. So we've seen a lot of that of, of, you know, mom and pop landlords that just want to get out. Um, the other thing too is because our cap rates are still very competitive, like our cap rates are between eight and 11, let's say, um, Toronto is just for something yeah. in the well, property. That's fantastic. I know. So Toronto yeah. is starting with most of the buildings we manage are from Toronto people that, Hey, I only can get a four cap rate. Uh, why don't I bring my money to North Bay? And you know, eight and 11 sounds very attractive to them. Well, it sounds attractive to anyone, right? Mm-hmm. With our, and I, Dave kind of touched on this a bit earlier as well. We, we've been very, very aggressive with our marketing. We had radio ads saying, hey, we want to buy your property, call Dupree Properties. So we, we have people calling us every day wanting to sell our building, wanting us to buy their building. Yeah. Um, so we're always crunching numbers. We always have new leads, whether they are listed through an agent or privately. So we get the opportunity to look at a lot of deals which of course helps us find the ones that are the right one, the cash flowing one, or the one with a lot of potential. It's funny because we get first dibs and then sometimes, you know, we'll, we'll do the cash flow analysis and it just doesn't work for us. And a week later you'll see it on MLS. <laughs> so it is like, Hey, we turned that, you know, just kind of a, just a funny little, little perk. And that's, then that's through your marketing essentially you've done. So it's, I guess that's one of the perks of being in a, uh, a size of a city like that it's it's be very challenging to get on radio stations in a toronto or in a bigger bracket, <laughs> exactly, right? yes, for sure so exactly. use what you have to your advantage right <laughs> exactly uh anything else you look for in a in a building before you purchase it anything anything any must-haves there that uh that we haven't gone over here yeah and and yeah um like melanie was or sorry the legal with the city you know the the actual zoning the usage um, I know you can always do the change of usage and all that. And I know you were saying earlier that the, the city and hiccups and headaches. So we, we typically only do them if they're zoned properly and the usage is there or the, uh, so we don't have to do change of use. So that's mm-hmm. kind of one of our, otherwise we negotiate into the price or we make it, you know, make it fall back on the seller. But so that's kind of a must, you know, I always call the city, Hey, I'm looking at this building. What's the zoning? What's the allowed use? And then fire retrofit. So those are kind of our, 
uh, we have to know what it entails. Either it's done or, you know, we know that X, Y, Z will need to be done in order to get it once we, once we take possession. So those in my head are kind of musts other than cash flow and that. Yeah. It has to be good. Building has to be well-structured. Um, we're not necessarily always looking at, you know, the sexy big 21 plex all brick that a lot of people go for. We, we look at sexy cash flow, but yet for the building that are still again, legal, with the city and has that nice good structure where you're not going to have to spend $50,000 um, that you'll never get back putting into it. Yeah. Um, how do you use debt then and other people's money? You know, you, you talk about using that to acquire more great investment properties. What does that look like? How do you do that? So, and that's where the, the rich dad, poor dad book by Kiyosaki was uh, life changing. Um, so basically just, just transforming the, the thought process of, debt is not bad. Debt is good. Use, use properly. Debt's your best friend. So basically it was just an OPM again, sorry, debt and OPM to me, they're hand in hand, but um, using the bank's money for everything. And it's, you know, well, a couple of years ago was basically free money, but it's still, it's still pretty, pretty good. Um, so just highly leveraging, highly using it um, and vendor take backs. So what, what, what's been our kind of big thing is the vendor take backs. So again, you know, that when we came into that roadblock of, of the, uh, was it five or eight buildings, mm -hmm. the vendor take backs, you know, having the seller assist with creative financing, that was the game changer. Um, so that using their money in order to help us with the down payments and financing, that's where, you know, the, the night and day, right? And I think having, once again, the, the business name behind it helped us sell. So why, you know, why should somebody trust us with their money? We had already proven ourselves. We already had a lot of properties. We had a team helping us out with renovations. So they saw that we, we had all that in place. And the second part is that we always ensured to have a, an exit strategy, which is where a lot of people sometimes when they fail in real estate is because they don't have an exit strategy. So having that in place, having a plan A, B, C, and D is, is an absolutely <laughs> must. Yeah. And in our book, guys, sorry, just, I'm thinking about the OPM, just the bank, how, how amazing it is to have the bank on your side. There's a section in our book, I forget how we word it, but it says something like, uh, wouldn't you love to have a partner that fronts, you know, 75 to 80% of the, <laughs> the money, the capital, um, they let you do what you want day to day. They let you keep the cash flow. When you refinance, they let you keep the, you know, the lift, the appreciation. And then when you sell, they let you keep the, uh, the profit you made and it's who is that partner of the bank. So just, and then that partner is also silent. So it's <laughs> even better. There's no opinion. Yeah. yeah. There's no opinion. There's no fighting or arguing. So that's, that is major. Now um, I'm going to dig a little bit deeper into the uh, owner financing portion here that you guys were talking about. Do you have a go-to structure? If you're going to say, okay, you know, someone's willing to look at a vendor take back, let's put something on paper. You must have a go-to structure that you would present to them initially. Is, is that too complicated to lay out for everybody or? No, no, no. And, and it, there's been a lot of different scenarios. But... Yeah. I was going to say we do and we don't. I mean, it, a lot of it is, is listening to who we're dealing with is trying to find out what's important to you. So some people want their money back in a year. Some people will say, Hey, I don't want to my money back for five years because of capital gains. Um, some people rather have higher interest rates. Some people rather get a monthly payment. So what's our formula for that is really to communicate with the 
with our, the silent partner and find out what's important to them. And we kind of customize yeah. based on their needs. And, and, and so some of the standard stuff that we ask for is um, we'll do 25 year amortization just because if you do shorter, just again, it keeps your, your payment lower. Right. Uh, and most of them are okay with that. We'll negotiate if they want principal and interest or interest only, um, which I'd rather, you know, interest only, but again, just cause it keeps the monthly payment low. Uh, the other thing is the interest rate um, has to be something where you can still cash flow. And it's really explaining to them like, guys, you know, cause we've gotten three, five, six, you know, things like that. So we've gotten some at 3% for five years, which again is pretty much free money, right? Like it's, it's beautiful. Um, what was I going to say? The other thing is, um, you know, some people ask for 10, 12% and you say, okay, well, do you realize if I buy your building and if you're charging too high on the interest, you're kind of strangleholding the cash flow, which, which again, jeopardizes the exit strategy. Right. Um, so it, it's really working with the seller, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's we also asked that, uh, with the flexibility of being able to, uh, um, repay them at any time. Cause quite often, although we have a five-year contract, we can, we're in, we're able to repay them. So Again, we work with a client. So if we have a client that say, hey, Mal Dave, we don't want our money back for five years as much as possible, then we won't repay them necessarily, but we want to be able to repay as we go, of course. Um, so we have a lot of uh, clients that, you know, we've already done this and there's still four years remaining. And we said, hey, we have the cash. We want to pay you back. Are you fine with that? They said, absolutely. So boom, pay them back. So having that as a clause as well as part of your arrangements with them, um, it, I would highly recommend because it gives you that flexibility. It, well, yeah. That's and, great. Go ahead. No, so I'm just saying more. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and one of the selling points, guys, like Mel was saying, the capital, and we're not lawyers or accountants, so don't take us. But one of the selling points is, you know, if you sell a building in its entirety today, you're getting hit with capital gains in this year, right? Whereas if you help us with creative financing, you know, you'll get hit with 80% of it. And then if you want to spread the other 20% that you're helping us with, now you can spread it over, I think it's five years maximum. So it, it, it's a win-win, right? Like the seller does it for a reason as well, right? So they're not just, you know, doing it from the bottom of their heart. They're also, well, I'm sure some of them do, but they get to spread that capital gain, spread the love. <laughs> so, so you need to know if you're, uh, if you're starting off or if you want to go that route and you don't know how it works yet, you need to make sure to be educated on it, you know, read about it, do your research so you can A, speak smartly about it, uh, B, be able to explain it, and C, being able to more or less sales pitch it because they – they are buying into what's in it for why should somebody do that other than just have a sell their house. Um, so there are benefits and you need to make sure to communicate that with the seller. Mm -hmm. I think this is one of those unknown things where people do want, uh, they want to know, and it's the same as a joint venture partnership, in my opinion, in that you're trying to help out the other person. You're seeing what they need and what you can offer and then coming up with uh, with a structure that works for everybody. It's not necessarily this is, this is how I do it. And if you don't agree with that, then we'll move on because that's, yeah, it no, never works. It never works out that way. Exactly. A hundred percent. And the nice thing about that as well is that once you do that, a lot of real estate agents or a lot of real estate investors have a lot more than one property. Guess who they're going to call for the next time they have a place to sell. If you made it a win-win situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Because there's some insight that a lot of people, uh, we haven't had a lot of people on actually talking about inventor take back. So that's cool that uh, they can make that work out. Yeah. A lot of your deals. Um, 
how or what are some of your goals going forward now then with uh, with all you've achieved there you, you mentioned 10xing is that a grant cardona thing <laughs> yeah. i suppose yeah so that's certainly where where we heard it from the 10x and uh that's how we set our goals so we actually i should i'll kind of backtrack when i was younger um, and I was working full time. I had set a goal that I wanted. My first initial goal was that I wanted 10 properties by the time I was um, 40. And at that time, it seemed like a pipe dream and didn't seem flexible or didn't seem feasible at all. Um, and before I was 40, I think we had 20, 21 properties, 22 yeah. properties. So it, it was kind of a reality check for myself that I way underestimated uh, my own capabilities. So once we started to listen to Grant Cardone with a 10 X is, you know, set your goals 10 times bigger, even if we don't get there, it's still going to be way closer to what it was um, than underestimating myself as I kind of did. So, so yeah, so now our goal is 10 X. So we want to have that thousand doors um, that we own. And we gave ourselves five years. Five years yeah. So we're, we're crushing every day. <laughs> <laughs> and then the property fantastic. management, the, uh, the property management, we have just under 10. So we want to manage a hundred properties. So, you know, 10 times that as well. So that is fantastic. I love those goals. They're huge goals, huge goals. I hope you guys make it, uh, hope you guys make it there. Thank you. Um, let's talk about negotiating tips. And I know that wasn't like the way that you structure things as a win-win, obviously when you're dealing with a private seller is one thing, but then what about negotiating tips if you're going to buy something, let's say on market or, or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Um, the same kind of rule applies. You, the last thing anybody wants is to get a slap in the face. And, and I mean, we've done it to others and we've had it done to us. And anytime you, you either put out an offer that is, you know, really a slap in the face to somebody else, cause it's, you're, you're going 60,000 under the asking price and not necessarily what it's listed at, but what you know, it's actual value at, um, it's going to be harder to negotiate with them because they already have their, their guard up. I know that's how we felt when, yeah. when we knew what a, a building or a house was worth. Um, and yeah, okay. We were able to compromise and yeah, everybody likes the deal. But when you, when it's a slap in the face, it's difficult to move forward from there. Yeah. And the MLS deals, like again, when we get the private deals, it's beautiful. We get to direct with the seller and, you know, show them our, where our, where our mind's at and what our thinking is and, um, now when we go through MLS, so we, we've been lucky. We've got an awesome realtor here in North Bay, uh, uh, invest, very investor focused. He gets it. He gets the cap rates. He gets the numbers. He gets cash flow. He knows we like doing the VTBs. So he'll only, you know, he'll only send his deals where he knows, okay, Dave and Mel want creative financing. So the numbers still need to jive with that in mind. Um, now that being said, he, let's say we're putting an offer in. he now, is so comfortable with our pattern and our, our, our structures. He now coaches, I was sorry, I shouldn't say coach, but now he, he talks educates, to the other, yeah, yeah, educates the other agent as to what we're doing, why we're doing it, how we're doing it. And it's worked in the past and why the seller should do it. And he's even gone as far as to requesting to present the deal to the actual seller themselves. So he'll sit down at the table, have the seller, have their agent present. This is why Mel and Dave are doing this. Here's the cash flow analysis. That's why they're offering this. So it's really breaking it down instead of having the, he said, she said, and playing the telephone game. Our agent is basically an extension of us and thank God that he helps us and really gets the message across as to who, what, when, where, why. So it's not just a, Hey, 
you're offering me lower why you know and that's so that's that's yeah. been huge and much like the vtbs when we try to find out about um what they want out of the deal when we're trying to buy even if it is through mls is this everybody has a reason so mm-hmm. of course price is one part of it but some people just want their moving out of the country in a month from now, they want to close in three weeks from now. So what's important to them? What, why are they selling? Um, so we try to ask a lot of questions. We work with our agent to, to find out. We always ask, well, why are they selling? What is it? Is that they want out? Did they, are they in a rush? Are they not in a rush? What's important to them? Um, do they have a bad tenant that they, they're sick of dealing with? Yeah. Uh, so again, so, so there's lots of different things and lots of creative ways that we, we play around. Um, and we can make it happen again that it's a win-win for the seller and the buyer so do you talk about all of this stuff in your book then do you share your negotiations all of the uh vtb stuff all of that stuff is that all in your book not all of it because to be honest with you we made the book an 88 page we wanted a, a short easy to read ml's got it here. it here so it, it's short it's not very thick it's just a very quick it's it's kind of you're starting out or you're investing and it's here, use our info to leapfrog where you, you know, don't waste the time you leapfrog. And so VTBs, we don't even touch on because in 88 pages, we had to, we had to cut a lot. We had, we had pretty much a 300 page book mm-hmm. and then we had to really chop it down to, so we don't even talk about VTBs in there, to be honest with you. I think you're okay. the first person we talked to about yeah. VTBs. <laughs> so, so we're telling you the, the real secrets today. <laughs> yes, I love it. Um, so what are people going to learn about in the book then? Basically, it's what any real estate, it's, it's more of a foundation. Um, you know, when it's kind of ins and out quick and dirty, what every real estate investor, like I, I basically, we wrote the book. I wish I had that book when I was starting out, it would, it would save me mistakes, would have saved me some time and yeah, probably so, some money. Exactly. So we do talk about, um, finding the cash flow or cash cows, we call them. Um, how do we find them? How did we go about it? Um, we talk about win-win negotiations and what that looks like. We talk about building a team. We talk about marketing, tenants, um, tenant goal setting. So we do have, so it's kind of an over overlook of, of everything that's important. Um, basically, you can read the book in less than four hours. You read the book, you're ready to start. And then from there, you're able to continue to educate yourself because, of course, one book is never enough. No. There's so much. I mean, we have the years of experience. Um, you have to do it. We, we work with mentors as well. Um, which is something we always recommend and, and talk about that in our book as well. Um, for us, it's, that's another step too. So you could take a full chapter um, and write a whole other book based on each single chapter because there is so much information. So Yeah, we wanted the first one to be just easy to read. I, just because we're not big readers. I, I like listening to audio and podcasts and videos. So I just, I wanted to write the book for someone who's kind of like us, you know, pick it up. And then you, once you put it down, you've read the whole, the entire thing. It's done well as well. Uh, last week, uh, I was pretty excited because it was I was on Amazon and looking at it, and it had already hit number one on Amazon. And I saw "Thinking Grow Rich" by uh, Napoleon Hill being number third. And I put up a couple advertisement or a couple uh, messages on Facebook and Instagram. I said, "Hey, help us get to number one," and we did, which was awesome because I was we were number one, and Napoleon Hill was bumped into number seven for that time so yeah. <laughs> so it's uh that will be forever but it's kind of those little yeah. victories right it's exactly cool. i took i made sure to take a screenshot of that one yeah that's a good one to take the screenshot of what's the book called again um real estate investing secrets an obs guide to creating wealth and freedom great okay awesome. so everyone go to amazon and buy that awesome, awesome. thanks <laughs> Help keep it number one. Napoleon Hill is a tough one to I overcome know. for forever. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, it's a great book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what are what are let's let's 
talk a little bit about uh, the management side of it, the property management. What are what are some common myths, or yeah, about being a landlord and managing properties? Everyone just like we hear it so many times. Everyone, it's always about the plunging toilets. <laughs> Everyone's obsessed about plunging yeah, yeah. toilets. Yes. <laughs> um, and and uh, lit, it, honestly, it's not that big of a. No, the plunging toilets isn't a big piece <laughs> of it. Um, the 2 a.m. toilet backups are, are, are few and far between. Um, but those are the, most of the fears. The other thing is bad tenants, non-payment of rent, which again does happen. However, kind of like we say in the book, that should definitely not be a roadblock. Just have processes in place and just, you know, it's like your car. When your car is empty, you fill it up. If you have a flat tire, just deal with it. Like it's, that's basically in our book, just deal with it. So those yeah, are- Yeah, I can see- I can see it being very similar to what you just said. So someone that might say, well, I don't know everything about real estate investing. Why, why the heck am I going to go and buy a house and have to deal with all these issues? It's the same thing with a car. Ask how many people know how to fix their car if it breaks. And like you said, even change a the tire. They're yeah. not doing it themselves. They're going to call someone on the side of the road and they're going to come and get it fixed. And then two or three days later, they're going to forget all about it. Exactly. You know, so yeah, exactly. that's a good, that's a good uh, simile there. Yeah. yeah. And the more you grow, ironically, it almost gets easier. Cause when we first started, we had to be more hands on, of course, cause we didn't have the cash flow coming in. So, you know, I, I cleaned the toilets and we did the dump runs and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but then as we grew with the cash flow coming in, then we could afford to outsource more. So, um, so now we have a property manager that does a viewing for us. We have a team that fixes the toilets and we're, we don't have to worry about that kind of, that kind of yeah, stuff. So we different can, problems now. exactly so <laughs> different problems, but again, we're focusing on, on what we love. Um, there's a, they can focus on what they enjoy doing, um, which is the repairs and maintenance. So there's, um, there's room for that growth where you can really be hands off where it's where we are finally now. That was one of our goals yeah. was to be more hands off with the actual, um, general day-to-day maintenance. So we still look at it. We still pay attention for sure. Um, but we're not the ones fixing or, or cleaning or doing the dump runs when we do have a bad tenant. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, depending on where someone's at too, that can be, that can be from day one, right? They could, they could hire a project management service from day one and never have sure. to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, and that's, that's a great point. We have a lot of people that purchased their first property and they, they hired us. We, we, and our team, we, we manage it and they're, you know, some of them are in Saskatchewan, some of them are in Vancouver, some of them are in Toronto and they're hundred percent hands off. So they just truly passive. right? Exactly. So they correct, collect their paycheck and, and away they go. Yeah. And I mean, like, look at it this way. It would be very, very difficult for you guys to plunge a thousand toilets. <laughs> you guys reach your goal, right? Yeah. 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 Yes, exactly. Yes. Not, if it's when, when yeah. Yes. yeah, that's right. No stop. When, 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 sorry, yeah. that was a slip of the tongue. You'll have to, do, you'll have to do a bit before and after cliff in a couple in five years from now of uh, when we said it, we set our goals yeah. and when we achieved it. So, well, hopefully this uh, podcast will help you guys grow a little bit more too. And uh, I mean, I'm, I'm liking what I'm hearing because honestly, there, there is no such thing as a 10 cap in this area. Just that's like, that's how like, Basically, you're looking at maybe half if you're lucky. Yeah. You know, so, so just hearing numbers like that is very, very appealing to me. Um, and as well, I'm sure as everyone else listening. Well, what's the, what, what are, what are another couple? We'll give you a quick uh, spot here on North Bay. What's the, wh- why would someone invest there aside from the awesome cap rates? <laughs> where, everyone, cap rates are great, right? But then everyone's, 
question is, well, what's the, what's the growth and what's what's happening there that is going to, and you know, we're going to get any appreciation on that, right? Absolutely. Great question. Uh, so yeah, North Bay, like I said, we're, we're just a hop skipping away from Toronto. So that's attractive to a lot of people. There's two big lakes here. Um, it's, it's, mo it's mostly a government town. Uh, the schools, there's a college and university that brings in a lot of, of, of uh, tenants. The vacancy rate is very low. I think it's 3%, let's say, 2 to 3%. For our, our properties and our managed properties, it's, it's basically 0% vacancy. So it, people are begging, like we're what, you know, midway through the month and people are still, Dave, I need a place yesterday. So it's just the vacancy rates are rock bottom. The, the cap rates are sky high. <laughs> um, they're, you know, they're not building more buildings. So it's, it, it's a, it's a very supply and demand, you know, on, on the good end for, for landlords. So it, it's just a very attractive market and it's a good place to live. And yeah, I guess I'm about is, <laughs> is there, is there much of a vacant uh, vacation property market there with the, with the lakes and that being there? There is, is some, thing? and that's something we're kind of, there's one deal we're looking at. It's, if it's three or four on a piece of property, but yeah, little cottages for like a summer lake or, you know, a vacation, but there is, there is a, a, a strong presence of that as well. Like people love the lakes, right? Mm -hmm. So, and there's two of them, you know, you're, you're five minutes from lake to lake. So it's, it's kind of a unique, what do they call it? The gateway of the North. You know, you can, anyway, it, it it's a nice community. People yeah. love, love it as well because it is small, um, big enough that you may not know everyone, but small enough that you kind of know everyone or you've heard the names of everyone um yeah. helps out each other you know when when something if you hear of somebody in town having any kind of difficulty you'll just hear everyone you'll just see a bunch of strangers getting together and helping out so that's and, and that's what, really nice the one thing i just heard a couple of weeks or a couple of months ago and it's funny because we just they just opened a starbucks here and it's the first starbucks you know and someone had said uh stop doing all the math or stop doing all the research just look where they're building Starbucks because they have teams and teams and teams that do market analysis and you know, all that. So it's funny because Starbucks just opened about a month or two ago. So obviously if it's good enough for Starbucks, yeah, exactly. you know, so it's just that I kind of laughed when I saw it open up. I'm like, Oh, there you go. I guess the market's doing well. Yeah, that's um, a good point. Yeah. Enough said. Starbucks is a good, <laughs> a good sign. There you go. No more, no more research. Uh, yeah. You're like, Hey, there's Starbucks everywhere, but does. Yeah. we got one now. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. What do you think, guys, is um, the biggest thing that would hold somebody back from real estate investing? Yeah. Excuses. Yeah. Um, excuses is for sure the biggest one. So excuses, we always say it, excuses are lies you tell yourself. We can always find a million excuses why not to get started. You know, I don't want to plunge toilet or what if the interest rates go up or I don't have time and we have three kids and, you know, we we're both working at the time when we started full time and, and we made it happen. So um, finding, identifying your excuses and then finding a way around it. So, okay, I don't have enough time. Well, how can you create time? Maybe you get up two hours early in the morning when the kids are sleeping so it doesn't affect them and you crush business for two hours and you crunch some numbers. So I think for sure that's probably the, yeah. the biggest reason it, or I don't have money. Okay, well, it always comes back to excuses. I don't have money. We didn't have money either when we started. Um, you know, I was living in one of my rentals. Like it, we, we just weren't financially set at all. So we made sacrifices. We found out there's sources of income. We sold um, items that, like my vehicle, that was more expensive at that time to, to again, to make it uh, more attractive to the bank. So they had no reasons to say no to us. Yeah. And honestly, my biggest thing, like when I met Mel, it was fear. Like, 
how am I going to deal with tenants? How am I going to just, just having that, that red light mentality. And then once kind of Mel showed me the ropes and I remember her saying, people do this all day, every day, all over the world. So it's like, Hey, it's not rocket science. Right. And then just that philosophy of, you know, and I'm stealing from someone else again here, but just not waiting for all the lights to be green, you know, take the first green light and then you're going to hit a red light, but you know, you'll eventually get there. You just got to kind of go with the motion. So I, I, to me, fear was a big one. And once I realized, you know, get over love, that's pretty much an excuse I was giving myself, but, um, but yeah, fear and excuses, that's, that's poison. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think that the fear will cause the excuses, right? Like Agreed. one right. sort of feeds the other. And and at least in my opinion, the the fear never really completely goes away. You just <laughs> kind of like do it in spite of the fear, right? right. Yeah, agree. So, so that's another thing that uh, that people need to realize, I guess. It, it should always make you a little bit uncomfortable. Once you're uh, uncomfortable and you may not know exactly how you're gonna always figure it out. That means you're growing. That means you're doing something right. Otherwise, if everything's comfortable and there's no risk and, and no fear and then you're staying where you are, which is fine if that's what you want. Um, no, good call. The fear is always there. It's but true. It's when you stop thinking now, yeah, yeah. It's, it's different. Different it's fear different. and yeah. learning to manage it. <laughs> well, I'm, interested in, I'm interested in the answer to this one. You got a unique way that you uh, close deals. Um, and, you know, banks, lawyers, everyone says, how the, how the heck are you doing this? <laughs> let's, let's hear what this one's all about. It sounds okay. interesting. So it's, it's a bunch of different little things. Um, so deposits, we, I have a hard time with deposits. I, you know, you, you're interested in the building, you put a deposit down and then, you know, either you get the building or not, and then you get the deposit back. So we've always said, cause we're, we always have like right now we closed one, we have three at the bank and we have another three or four. Like we always have a bunch of deals on the go. So if I have to put down $10,000 or $5,000 on every accepted offer I have, it's tying capital for nothing. Right. And if I walk away from the deal, like, like it's, that's my philosophy with deposits. I just don't see, I'm a serious investor. If I want your building and it makes sense, I'm going to buy it, whether I have a $1 or $1 million deposit. So that's been our thing where now we go in on deals with $1 deposits <laughs> and people no, no, you can't do that. Well, why not? And we started doing it. We've had $1 deals and the lawyers, when they look, they're like, that what that's not possible how do you and the real estate agents and but again it's having our realtor explain so just the one dollar deal people that blows their mind um so that's one of them and uh that's kind of our philosophy behind it the other one is incorporating things into the deal um so uh, you know on closing making sure that you get sometimes the, the yeah sometimes the uh like when we have those those vendor take back deals um we get last month's rent. So basically think of, uh, think of a building. You basically went in zero down. You've negotiated maybe them covering some, some legal expenses or the land transfer. So basically you're, you're literally going in zero down and then last month's rent comes back to the buyer. So the, the lawyer's literally cutting you a check for last month's rent. So that's again, the lawyer's like, how are you getting money when you buy a building? Upon closing. <laughs> Upon closing. Yeah. So just, just things like that guys, just asking, knowing, the seller needed quick and they wanted to make sure maybe they wanted their asking price or they, they wanted it in January of next year for capital gains reasons. Okay. So let's, let's negotiate. Maybe you cover our legals or just things like that. So we close and get checks on closing. Yeah. And I think part of it is that we were stubborn in our dedication to doing this. We didn't take no as an answer when we said, well, it can't be done or nobody will ever accept that. We thought, well, 
prove you wrong. So we, <laughs> we moved forward and we explained our, our reasoning behind it. So we have, of course, explaining why we don't want to put 5000 or $10,000 down. Um, I think, of course, again, it always goes back to reputation. People know that we're serious buyers. So they know that, hey, if the decrees are going to put down, you know, if they're putting down an offer, they're serious. Um, so yes, we're able to, to do that. And, and, uh, it, it's fantastic. Cause then we get a $15,000 check back and we can put it right back in that building. So we, yeah. we closed one place and the day we took the keys, the crew went over, they cleaned up the yard. They made it look and much better, much more attractive. The residents of North Bay, you know, we, we get soft on the street all the time saying, thank you for doing that. Thanks for cleaning up North Bay. So it's, it's a win-win. Um, instead of again, that $15,000 of deposit would have just been Money gone, Mon- right? Money gone. And it's not like we're taking that that you know that closing money and going to Vegas. It's going back in the building anyway. It's yeah. just you know it's it's on a mortgage instead, which we all know anyway. So that's that's kind of our philosophy. Yeah. And I get down payments and deposits and everything, and and I, I understand the philosophy behind it. But it's just this is what works for us. And knock on wood, it's hopefully it keeps working. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! I love hearing stories like that too. You know. Um, so, I mean, you guys have a really big goal here now um, that's to get a thousand doors in the next, well, to have an accumulation of a thousand doors in the next five years. So l- let us in on a little bit of your system for getting there. Like what's next for you guys? Is this through partnerships? What, what's the plan? Absolutely. And we spoke today a lot about BTBs. Um, something we haven't spoken about that we do as well is working with private lenders um, so if somebody wants to invest privately with us, make money on their return. Um, so we buy a property and we, again, we, we speak with them. We, we make it a win-win situation. They make money on their money. We pay them back in a year or five years or whatever, how long they want to do that. Yeah. Um, we do it sometimes where somebody has RSPs and they're making minimal return on their investment. Um, they can invest it with us and um, hold even second mortgage on on because with RSPs you have to um, so we have a way that they we can take their RSPs they can hold mortgage so they have a sense of a bit more security and again make more money um, than they ever would in their RSPs so so those kind of things for sure helps um, and then with we've been asked more and more we're being asked for to do presentations we're being asked to do podcasts so public just speaking. getting out exactly public speaking yeah. so that's kind of the next route where we're working with somebody who has um, tremendous amount of skills with that to help us um, it's not our specialty, but to help us get to the next level with that as well. Yeah. And, and just the OPM, just touch on Mel. So we'll have other investors that will say, Hey, David, Mel, you know, so it doesn't always have to be the owner. It doesn't always have to be a vendor take back. You know, uh, someone has 50, 80, hundred K and they say, um, I want to invest with you. So we'll take that. We'll use that as a down payment, legal land transfer, you know, some renovations. So basically again, a zero down deal we've used OPM. Um, and then we do what we do, flip to self, get the rents up, get the appraisal up, um, refinance the, the building, pay the investor back. Uh, they're happy. We're happy. We have another cash flowing building and then, uh, rinse and repeat. And same thing with the RSP. So we just found a way now where people can actually take their RSPs and it stays secured with us, um, through different types of mortgages and that. And then instead of getting their, you know, whatever. I, I know my RSPs aren't doing well. So, <laughs> so whatever percentage they're getting in that, they're going to get more with, uh, with us. And uh, they're taking their secured, their secured funds and doing different uh, real estate deals with us. So it's pretty neat. We, 
that's a, that's another game changer, right? Is people's RSP money that's in there, you know, they can now do buy real estate with it basically through us. So yeah, that's, that's how we're going to try and get to the thousand doors. <laughs> and just awesome. for example, yeah, we've got big deals. Like right now we've got one deal under contract that's just under 40 doors. Mm-hmm. And the other one is 12. So right there, there's what, 62 doors more. So, hey, we're chugging along. <laughs> chugging along. So and keep finding. Yeah, that's the thing. We never just have ever, never, ever have just one deal in the works. So we always have multiple deals because the reality is they're not all going to come to fruition. Um, so we're always crushing numbers. We're always looking at building. We have always have a few at the banks because um, sometimes it's not, it's not about us. The bank might not approve the actual building for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, so we always have a lot of deals in work. So out of the 10 that we currently are working on, whether two or 10 of them come to fruition, then we're, we're set, we're laughing. And by the time those one happens, we're going to have another 10, 15 on the work. So, <laughs> so that's kind of how we, we are going to get to that thousand is to always be working on it and never putting our eggs all in one basket. Yeah. Well, that awesome. is a, yeah, that's awesome, guys. Sandy, any more questions for these guys? Something? Well, no, I think I think that's just that's just awesome. I think that's uh, exciting. How do you, how are you going to get there? I think um, I think uh, that's a really great point at the end, having multiple deals, multiple opportunities at once. Because yeah, I, I experienced the same. Not everything's going to work out, and uh, if you're all in eggs in one basket, then you're stuck starting from scratch again on the next one when, when it comes up. So. Great point there at the end. Um, and obviously you're going to do some big things over the next uh, next few years and, and hit all your goals. And if someone wants to get in touch with you then to, to be involved in one of these win-win situations, invest with you or whatever that looks like, how can they get in touch with you? Yes, we have, a, we have our website, dupreeproperties.com. It's D-U-P-U-I-S properties.com. We're also on Instagram, um, investorcouple underscore Mel underscore Dave. Facebook as well, investor couple underscore M underscore Dave. So um, yeah, reach out, call us. We love talking real estate. So yeah. anytime, whether it's for investing or you want to know more about North Bay or you have some money that you want to put to work, then uh, call us and we'll, we'll chat. And also just uh, email welcome home at dupuyproperties.com. And the properties is IES. I, that's, some people get caught up on that. But anyway, yeah, give us, reach out to us. Yeah. Okay. Hey guys, send awesome. us all of those links and we'll be sure to put them in the show notes for you. Awesome. And awesome. that way people can connect with you whatever way that they want to now. Perfect. So, that's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. fantastic. And thanks again, guys, for sharing all of this. There's been a lot of stuff here. So uh, I, I especially enjoyed hearing about the, uh, the vendor take back stuff. That's cool. Thank something you. that I think a lot of people are interested in. So that was great. Yeah, really appreciate yeah. everything you shared well, with us. Great awesome. speaking with you. Yeah. Though. Thanks, Rob. Thank thanks, Sandy. Appreciate it. Right back at you guys. Awesome. Okay, uh, Sandy, how can people get in touch with you? 289 uh, 389 or info at And you can reach me at 289-927-0464 if anyone's looking for student rentals in the uh, Peterborough area or duplexes in Durham region, give me a call. And that's it, guys. Thanks a lot for listening, and we'll see you next time. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.